everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello and welcome to a review episode of uh, Campus Comics Cast. Uh, coming to you as always within uh, Campus Comics on Main Street in Carbondale, Illinois. Uh, I'm Mike No, owner operator here of Campus Comics, and joining me for this special review episode are Scott Reed and Dan Brown. Well, we're going to review three things. We'll just give you the list of what we're going to run down first, and then we'll start in. Of course, the big one is um, in, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. And spoilers, we probably should go get the spoilers. Yeah, more. for sure. For all three. Massive spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. Yes, because we will be talking about everything. So, But if you haven't seen it by now, it's your own fault. That's right. That's the way I view it. Working in a comic book store and everything, I give myself a week to avoid spoilers after that. It's on me. So, um, yeah, it's been out for long enough that you should see it. But the other things we're going to be talking about is the Netflix um, Marvel's Jessica Jones Season 2. Be talking about that, and we will also be talking about non-comic related, but still genre related, uh, Netflix's uh, Lost in Space reboot uh, series. Well, there have been some Lost in Space comics, so I say that yeah, is still that's, that's that's still comic related. Yeah, so fair enough. I'm going to call technicality on that. All one. right, got it. All right, <laughs> I stand corrected, sir. Or sit corrected. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Whatever I can. But, uh, okay, so who wants to start off with Infinity War? Um, you want to just do start, opinions right? or initial thoughts, or do we want to just dive into talking about it? Or? That's fine with me. Ten-year yeah, yeah. wait build yeah, exactly. up to this movie, and I think it paid off. I think it did yeah, pay off. It know. did. Yeah, I mean, this I is don't, definitely I, where this whole thing started ten years ago was going. Yeah. was here. I don't think you can necessarily just watch this as your first Marvel movie, no, not knowing nope. what's going on. I right. think you'll probably get the gist of it, but you definitely miss something not seeing the buildup. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I would say that's the only flaw with the movie mm-hmm. is the, you know, if you haven't seen these movies, you are not going to know what's right. going on. I wouldn't consider that a flaw. I would consider no. that a benefit for the people who have at least paid attention exactly. for the last yeah. 10 years. So. A reward. Yes. Yeah. So I guess this really goes back to the teaser after Avengers mm-hmm. 1 is yeah. where this all started. Because that's the first time we saw Thanos, right? Yeah. At yeah. all. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. <laughs> I, I guess, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is we get an answer to, you know, at the end of Thor Ragnarok, we mm-hmm. get the ship and we all, you know, right. we all assume that it's Thanos' ship, but, you know, there's a little bit of speculation. Well, it could have been, like, Beta Ray Bill's ship or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we immediately know at the beginning of, of Infinity War that that was, in fact, Thanos' ship. And as we join the Asgardians, they're pretty much all dead. Yeah. Which kind of, to me, was kind of like an Alien 3 moment. Where yeah, you have all of yeah. aliens, where you you know you go spend the entire movie rescuing you know Newt and, and Hicks, and then Aliens Three comes along and yeah that They're was all, all for nothing, yeah. and then here Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. rescue all the Asgardians, and then immediately they're all dead. Yeah, right. which I, mean, I didn't care for that, but right. <laughs> the one thing that really surprised me, I mean, of course you know, the thing that I get used to or always shakes me a little bit is. I guess we'll get into more of that later, is I'm so used to being around comic book people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I'm right. not used to being around. And that's when you realize the scope of these movies is so much far beyond, you know, what the mar- the comic book fandom is. Right. You know, so they're not really familiar with the stories. <coughs> but one of the th- 
you know, kind of chased a rabbit there. We'll get back to that. But um, well, the thing that really surprised me the most is how this movie just absolutely hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yes. You know, I mean, it was just boom, it is on. Yeah, so you what, know? it had the biggest Thursday night pre-opening ever mm-hmm. in history, had the biggest opening weekend, Yeah. was the fastest movie ever to $1 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did it even take a week for it to hit a billion? I don't think so. Uh, and it didn't well, even open in, like, some of the major, like, uh, China and Russia didn't even open in those yeah. two during the first week. It was it was if it wasn't a week, it was a few days more. Yeah, than my a week. thing is I didn't get to see it till the right. second weekend, so I was avoiding everything. So <laughs> even, I would see those headlines about eight eight hundred million, and I wouldn't click on it. So I'm not sure exactly how quick it got there, but I <laughs> yeah. you know eight hundred million was definitely within the first, first week. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I would assume that yeah, they probably hit a billion the first probably week. by the second weekend for sure. Oh, for they, sure, they hit the billion mark. Yeah. So. Right. Again, why can't anybody give us a billion dollars for some cool ideas? I know, right? we got them all the time. <laughs> well, Jack Kirby said many years ago, oh, yeah. man's worth Ant-Man. more than $2 million, which is what Marvel got sold for at one time. Uh, so Disney's yeah. probably not regretting their decision no. to purchase Marvel Comics. So. Probably not. I don't know how they could. But, yeah, so that was the thing. I mean, we all knew, just if you're familiar with the Infinity Gauntlet storyline at all, mm-hmm. and, of course, major divergences you know, right. from it, but that is basically what the concept of this behind yes. this. You know people are going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't what really surprised me is how soon some of these characters yes. died. Yes. You know what I mean? Just, just real real quick interjection for people that may uh, not be familiar with the books. This movie's called Infinity War. It is not based on the comic no. book called Infinity War. This Correct. is Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet. the mm-hmm. first series. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and there are obviously some some concepts in Infinity Gauntlet like Thanos's love for death, where they could not really broach that topic in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm completely fine with that. Oh, Having yeah, seen the finished product, mm-hmm. uh, it would have been extremely difficult for anybody to follow that wasn't familiar. With I had that. I had heard rumors that they were going to tie that in with Hela from Thor. Yeah, I've and I think that, that would have well. been a way to do that. Mm-hmm. I think you could have done that if you had just said it was Hela and not like this sort of female Grim Reaper character from the mm-hmm. books. I still think they would have needed some several films or several after scenes, oh, post credit yeah, scenes to actually establish that, that relationship, so, especially for the intensity of what he does yeah. in right. this film. So yeah. the so the change to where he just wants to it's almost as if he's trying to save the universe in his backhanded yeah. way it's almost it's like actually a, very interesting it's so. almost like an intergalactic ratio ghoul yeah right he does yeah. think he's gonna cut back and help mm-hmm. the world thanos is trying to help the universe mm-hmm. yep. so, right i guess uh so one of the one of the first few characters to die well i guess i guess heimdall was technically the first right. big character to actually on die on screen yeah on yes. screen right <laughs> yeah and then after that was Loki. So do we actually think that Loki is dead? I mean, that's his thing is coming back right. from the dead. So and there are some characters later on that we'll get to that I'm pretty sure mm. are coming back. I'm not sure if it, people that die throughout the movie are necessarily guaranteed to come back. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I've been telling people is everybody mm. who disappears, who disintegrates yes, right. at the end, they are coming yes, back. Right. The only people who are at risk are the people who are still alive I feel like at the end of the first movie. <laughs> Idris Elba is probably too big for this role at this point. Yes. Right. I would imagine yeah. this is the end of him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really so. like him as an actor. I mm-hmm. like seeing him in these movies. Right. I wish he had a bigger part. Yes. Yeah. Loki, I feel like could go either way. Right. I kind of tend to lean towards, I think that's it for Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. in that role. You think so? Yeah. How, mu- how much more can you do with this villain? Though, right. Too? I mean, yeah. yeah, there's always something. Sure. You know, there's but again, we've got, we've got a lot of Loki in these movies. Yes. And I mean, he was the main villain in the first arcs, you know, yeah. these movies like The mm-hmm. Avengers and all this. He's the main villain. As he stayed around the MCU a little bit longer, he's gotten a little bit jokier, a little bit yeah. lighter. You know, mm-hmm. I think they've done what they can with that character. Yeah, they can just run, run their course with him. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. still no Sif. 
Right. Still no Sif. <laughs> Still no Sif. Is that because she's making that TV show? Does anybody I, know? I, I, I who knows? About her. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah they don't mention her reference. or anything. Did yeah. they say anything in Ragnarok about where she was? No. I don't really. recall. I thought there was something, but maybe not. No. Yeah. Not that I remember. Huh. Now, did you did you take it to understand that there were there were actually two ships, two Asgardian ships? The reason why I ask this is because, you know, they, they do out that Mayday call, and it's like, we're just a ship of, we're not warriors, but, like, you're Asgardian? Aren't you all warriors? Well, I think a lot, well, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of refugees, though, too, on yeah. there from right. Uh, Scar. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Scar, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. weird. Huh. So, I, anyway, I was, I was just something I was wondering. I, I, I'm kind of assuming that... And, that would fit Thanos's motive well, of being two well, half, you know, it, killing off half. It right. could also yeah. be who's still around. Yeah, on the ship made the warriors mm-hmm. might be dead. Yeah. You know, they would have been on the front line of Thanos boarding so, okay. the ship, so it could be all those warriors are gone, gone. and these are right. the that's the family and children, children left. Okay, okay that's so, true too. So. That was another MIA character based on I thought, you know, but I guess the assumption is always going to be they died on the Asgardian ship right. or whatever, like Korg. Yeah, for Korg, sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. from you know Ragnarok, I expected to see him, but I, I yeah. guess we just have to assume he died off screen. Well, yeah. there might have been some rubble laying around that ship. You never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been him. Yeah, I think uh, at the beginning of Infinity War, I felt like. It suffered from the same thing that Thor Ragnarok did, where they were trying to get the jokes in. But mm-hmm. fortunately, they towards the end of the movie they started to push the jokes to the side and, and yeah. focus in a whole lot more on the story. Pretty much since Guardians, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. a lot of the Marvel movies that go this way usually have about two jokes too many for me. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I didn't right. feel that way with this one. Oh, you're like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, to me, like the one the one joke that I think was just stupid was the Star Lord mocking. Thor's how he talked and stuff like that. I thought that was a little, you mm-hmm. know, low ball. I, I was guess, fine for, with that character moment, but it felt rushed. Yeah, and again, right. I just felt like they didn't have the time mm-hmm. that they needed to really kind of establish that. Right, and I, th- I think too. Again, the jokes didn't bother me. Like Dan. I exactly feel the same way. Just a few too many jokes, yep. but not as bad. But the the thing that they did do on this one is you can get away with a, a lot of jokes, and they do, but. Don't ever make Thanos funny, right? No. You know what I mean. Yeah. That, that he can't big, be. He can't yeah. be villain. He can't be flying around in a helicopter. In those. No, no, exactly. <laughs> he cannot be doing that. So they got that right. Yes, yeah. you know. And I was extremely concerned. My biggest concern going into this movie was how was Thanos going to be portrayed? Because I think he's. I thought he was going to be an extremely difficult character to bring to the screen. Mm-hmm. And they one hundred percent nailed this character. Yes. I think the essence of the character is completely there. Mm-hmm. And Josh Brolin did a outstanding job either with stop motion or voice acting mm-hmm. you know on it because obviously he's primarily cgi but um yeah 100 nailed the character yeah yeah i agree even though the motivation was changed like we said with his uh, you know from the infinity gauntlet was his obsession with death and actually trying to prove himself right. worthy, worthy of death mm-hmm. you know is it, it you know to changing to what it is which made sense this just like scott said the essence of that character was spot on yeah, yeah. just amazing yeah so where are we at? Well, I, 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 do so we I, just I, want to keep a running tally of the body count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So how many? Okay. So the non end of the movie, deaths. right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we had we had Heimdall, Loki, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, Gamora, Gamora yeah. and Vision. I mean, was yes. there any any other but, but real, real quick? Did anybody think Vision was going to survive this movie? Oh no, no. I I actually thought that he would lose just lose the gym. I didn't realize yeah. that for this character, it was part of him, and that yeah. it wasn't something that they yeah. could just pop off of his forehead right. yeah. and left and a big move crater forward. in his yeah, forehead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He looked pretty well. Toast. How it was removed left a big crater. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's true. Yeah, but I I felt like they could just they could just you know pull that out of there and, and he yeah. would have been okay but i mean that doesn't again he was an android so yeah, that doesn't right. forbear sure. any and he can be repaired iteration yeah it happened, you know, how so. often does this happen in the comics with this right character? yeah mm-hmm. now one thing that and i i feel ignorant now in hindsight for not thinking about this here i'm thinking we're going to get an entire movie with thor in an eye patch uh-huh. And yeah. within two minutes of him meeting Rocket Raccoon, he has yeah. a replacement eyeball. And it's like, that thought never occurred to me that uh, that yeah. would happen. I thought, right. man, that he's not going to be, I mean, be so like that for several I gotta movies. i got to really give it to the Russo brothers and Marvel Studios for this. I mean, just some of their marketing, they flat out lied. You know what I mean? <laughs> they flat out lied in the marketing. Those scenes right. where the whole team's running towards, there's Hulk yep. mm-hmm. running right. towards the camera, you know, yeah. never mm-hmm. happened. Nope. Right. You know, Thor was in the eye patch. I, Everything mm-hmm. that was in there. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of misdirection yeah. so hats off to them of trying to keep things under wraps i don't i don't think it was you know an error to think he would have an eye patch it's played in so well especially in the jason aaron run of the comics where yes. you've got mm-hmm. you know future kind of king thor mm-hmm. you know mirroring his father odin it's like i'd be fine if he had a thigh patch from now on oh yeah mm-hmm. i would have, i was you know? too yeah. i just it just never occurred to me that they would yeah, undo that yeah. flaw quote-unquote flaw in the mm-hmm. character you know that, that, that quickly right know? right <laughs> but it was a different colored eye wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah I think weird about yeah. This. Of course, yeah. and they played the jokes of it not being, you know, focusing and stuff right. like that for a little bit. But uh, and of course, you know, I would have cleaned that first. Right. <laughs> Was that made by the guy in Blade Runner? I guess. Maybe I don't know. Blade Runner MCU. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. So Captain America is obviously my favorite Marvel hero, mm-hmm. and of course, you have that big. Scene and I just I, I hate to say this but like sometimes Thanos's power level was at different different levels mm-hmm. during this show and regardless of even Thanos not at his strongest Cap cannot physically resist Thanos as he does you know now I understand that's the a pivotal point they're trying to right. you know, put some emphasis on that character but he is not holding back Thanos even for even for a <laughs> right. second yeah. I think you know, was it, he was he hitting him or was he hitting the shields he was well Thanos I'm trying to remember the was specific I, I, basically Cap just was put up his shield just to either I can't remember block a punch or Thanos right. is going to grab him mm-hmm. and he's you know I mean, he's getting pushed back yeah. but he he can't he couldn't hold his right. own against against Thanos right. but um, yeah, <laughs> and then, I, I think some of that too. You know, I mean, like you said, Thanos's power level was all over the all over the place in it. But I think kind of that going kind of is in line a little bit with the Infinity Gauntlet books mm-hmm. that we we're talking about, because a lot of what you know in those books. I don't want to spoil a whole lot there in case somebody wants to read it. But what ends up being Thanos's undoing is his lack of confidence in himself. You know, to some degree. So it's almost like did Thanos know what to do with it? You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. You know. I I see. Like I think in Infinity Gauntlet, it's more he wants. It's almost like he wants to give his opponent a chance. Mm-hmm. So it's like doesn't if I remember right. So Mephisto basically convinces him to not use the one of the gems or the full power of the gems to make, to make it more interesting, sporting. more yeah. sporting or gotcha. whatever. So it kind of you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just just a little bit different. I 
I gotcha. felt in, felt in that. So yeah, and I did think for a second there that we were going to have something with the collector and the grandmaster in there. You know right. what I we, mean? A little bit of collector, but no grandmaster. Yeah, so. no. yeah. And that would have tied back to you know Thanos quest. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see what. Uh, okay, so early in the movie, you know, we find out that Thanos starts with the power gem because uh-huh. Xandar is gone. So there goes the Nova Core. Then of course. Right. Hulk and Thanos sort of punch it out very briefly, but Thanos does takes very quick work of the Hulk. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Hulk, we don't see Hulk basically for the rest of the movie. Right. And I'm assuming it's because he doesn't want to come out because he's been beaten. I mean, is that which, how you that's guys how, took that's it? That's how I took it. Right. Yep. I agree. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. um, I was really jumping ahead. I was really hoping there for a minute towards the end when Banner is in the Hulkbuster armor mm-hmm. that he would Hulk out. And have chunks of the Hulkbuster armor on, <laughs> on him in a fight like that. I'm really hoping they do that in the next one. Yeah. I would be pumped for that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I did like just in the overall um, thing, spirit of the movie is I did appreciate, especially if you go back you know, to Iron Man 1, and how they seem to be a little bit more concerned with keeping it more grounded and realistic. You know, I was glad to see that they've kind of just moved beyond that. You know, the way, the almost goofy, cartoony ways that that Thanos used the power of the Mm -hmm. the stone gems Mm -hmm. at times, like the bubbles shooting. You know, the ray gun shooting (laughs) bubbles out the way those guardians fell apart in pieces. Yeah, chunks. That does feel like it's from some of the older comics. Yeah, I don't know that those. Gags specifically I were, believe they but were. it totally feels like a seventies Jim Starlin kind of thing, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated the fact that they really kind of, you know, weren't worried about being grounded so much and really kind of had some really comic booky moments. Yeah, and the, and the thing is though, too, those could be goofy comic booky. Right. That would be terrifying in real oh, life. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. If you yeah. saw somebody fall apart to squares, you'd be crapping your uh-huh. pants. Yes. Oh yeah, and <laughs> you'd be, their you'd eyes be, still looking around yeah, like yeah. they'd yeah, be running. messed up. Yeah. Now, one thing I did like is, and you kind of you could have predicted this going in, but you know the characters that we have left at the end of the first movie are the core Avengers. Yeah. So yes. the next Avengers movie is really going to be an Avengers movie and not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Mm-hmm. Do mean, we think it? Do we think it's a swan song for the original team at that point? At least it's almost at certainly least. a swan song for a, some of them. Yeah, because yeah, we've got contracts running out after the next one, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's it and you know. I'm gonna hate to see Chris Evans go. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that's he's my that's the on. that's the and I understand that he's you know been killing his body to stay maintain that type of shape, but mm-hmm. he out of all of them, he's the one that I'm gonna hate to see go the most. Yeah, right, and I think to me, I think he's the one most at risk. Yes, yeah, or I yeah, I would say sure, absolutely. You know. Which actually, yeah. I was that wasn't like we probably should at some point talk about who we were surprised disappeared at the end of uh-huh, the movie. No, yeah. right. But like, I am surprised that both. Falcon and Bucky both disappeared because yeah. mm-hmm. I was I would have said that one of those would have stuck around so that Steve Rogers could pass the mantle off for right. to be the next Captain mm-hmm. America and we're not going to have that opportunity mm-hmm. so that kind of that kind of surprised me right um, I, I had a, a buddy of mine that I went and saw this with we had a conversation driving back it's like out of all the Guardians the one that was left was Rocket Raccoon right why do you guys think that Rocket Raccoon was the one that survived out of all the Guardians because you don't kill the dog. <laughs> I, think, I think from a story point of view oh, I mean I, I, I already knew going into this I had co-workers the week I hadn't seen it I had people saying they had cried at the end of this movie mm-hmm. so I knew people died right 
Rocket is an animal. Mm-hmm. It's too lovable of a character. I think you would have had outrage if he died. Okay. Right. It's the same thing where they don't kill a dog in a movie. If people flip out. Or you got John Wick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think, I mean, you already have a little bit of that with Groot, I think. Mm, right. And, you know, yeah. They already yeah. you know, had taken out Groot. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we were speculating, and, and it's like one of us, I can't even remember now who, who thought what, but uh, maybe Thanos was basically implying to him because that he wasn't alive, so he says he's just a creation. Well, here's the thing. How much of this was Thanos targeting specific people, and how much of this is just, just random, random 50-50? Boom. Yeah. yeah. And, then, well, and, and then it was my buddy who said, well, maybe it's because he's the only one of his kind. That's why he oh, was the one that was left be. alive. So, But then I thought, well, then wouldn't Star-Lord still be around? Because yeah, he's kind right. of really the only celestial right. human Hume combo left around. Um, this is old news by now, but has everyone heard what Groot's last words were? James Gunn came out and said what he said translates oh, to no, calling no. Rocket dad. Oh, he says oh, dad yeah. to Rocket as he fades huh. away. Yeah, I saw that article, but for some reason I never clicked on yeah. it. James Gunn reveals the last words of whatever. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Huh. Uh, Interesting. I, would, I to me, I think it's kind of silly that they, and I know it's played off well for laughs, but Groot coming back as a basically, and then Matrina as a yeah. child instead of if he was, then it's not really Groot anymore. It's a new Groot, uh-huh. right? It's a new it seems like thing. he shouldn't come back as a child, child or at least with a child then, personality. Right. I tell you what, though, when they were making Thor's new axe hammer, yeah. whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. it, when he reached his arm out and became the handle, uh-huh. that was super cool. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And I got to thinking, like, you know, we were looking at that merchandise on a previous episode of, you know, Thor statues mm-hmm. and stuff with the hammer, and I was looking at it. I guess I just didn't pick up on that, that oh, it's right. a real, you know, tree-looking mm-hmm. limb for the handle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I really like that. Like, I had heard Peter Dinklage's in the movie, and yeah. I guess I just totally forgot about it and mm-hmm. didn't realize it till he showed up, but I thought that was a really cool character. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then I he like shows up as a giant, giant dwarf. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> and, That's uh, a new first for him. Uh-huh. There were some friends of mine kind of questioning the timeline here with all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he created the Infinity Gauntlet based on designs by Thanos... How long ago was that that he came and slaughtered them and took this gauntlet? Mm-hmm. If there was a fake one in Asgard already, right? Oh, right. Yeah. You know, so That's... how does that? Do the Asgardians just never check these guys out for years, or like how does that all work? I would have assumed that it was a the design was a known quantity, and somebody yeah. just hadn't actually put it since it was a quote unquote fake in, in right. Ragnarok. You know, mm-hmm. is that how they dealt with that? Well, I assume it was a fake going back to Thor. Yeah, right. Yeah, know? yeah. So. But they made it clear it was a fake in, right. in Ragnarok, and so I guess they knew what it was going to look like and how it was going to yeah. be designed. They just hadn't actually designed it yet. Would be my would how I would explain yeah. that away. Hmm. Um, I guess uh, of course, so Gamora dies. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but do we think that Gamora is just trapped in the soul gym, or do you think that she's <laughs> um, actually dead? I know I now. You know when you can go outside of the movie and say, well, she's got all the Avatar movies coming up now. So right. is she going to be yeah. available for future Marvel Cinematic yeah. movies or not? So do we think the war is going to be back? I feel like Zoe Saldana would want to be as many franchise movies as she can. I, would be, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I would be. Yeah. I don't know. And I but, don't know what her contract is for. To yeah, and it's like movies. I don't see them killing off any of the Guardians really, but what story opportunities do you get from that? Right. You know, I mean, do, is and it, do you go a darker route with these films? Is it do coming, they want to do that? Yeah. yeah. Is it going to come down to, you know, possibility of peter doing something you know what yeah. i mean to resurrect Return. her mm-hmm. or, yeah you know well here's the, the thing stone, at, how at some point does peter get the time stone 
and say, hey, I'm back. bringing everybody back. Yeah. I'm bringing my mom back. Right. You know, yeah. I really thought they would go for that in the well, okay, Guardians so, movie. So I, that my biggest surprise, going to jump into the end of the movie, mm-hmm. of all the people who disintegrated, my biggest surprise was Star-Lord. Uh-huh. Because you can make the argument that this is all Star-Lord's fault. Because when they're on Titan and they're battling and they have the gauntlet oh, off yeah. of Thanos' hands and he disrupts the whole thing, yeah, yeah. Thanos comes back, recovers the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. So now... I, I, at that point, I was thinking, okay, next movie, he's going to redeem yeah, himself. Good point. And <laughs> there is going to be no opportunity for Star Lord to redeem himself mm-hmm. in the second Infinity War because he also disintegrates yeah. at the end of mm-hmm. the movie. So he was my biggest surprise. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how they're going to. I don't feel like. I feel like at the end, if Gamora comes back, I mean, it's going to be because of a destruction of one of the gems. That could be. Mm-hmm. You know, more so than, than him getting right. control of it and bringing gotcha. her back that yeah. way. But that's, I mean, of course, obviously, it's 100% speculation. Right. Sure. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it's all uh, So, is the, I'm jumping ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, okay, you're good. so, do you think, when I, when I saw the movie the first time, I thought that the gauntlet was destroyed whenever well, yeah. he snaps his fingers. Yeah, it looks burned out. It looks burned it out. The but then I, on the second viewing, well, it's like, no, he's still got it on. He uses the gauntlet's power to leave Earth. And he's still wearing it in that final scene, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. The scene of him just going and sitting, you know, right. basically at a, back to, you know, Infinity Gauntlet, where he's mm-hmm. just sitting in the field being at peace. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so do you think that the Infinity Gauntlet is still, does it still have its power at this point? Or is that, is it burned out? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, was there power within the gauntlet itself, or was it all just the gems? I think it would and be the gems, yeah. but... But I, but I feel like that by saying it was a store, yeah, that would, it would be, it the would be the gauntlets okay. and the stones yeah. and everything. I see. Okay, yeah, I everything. Gotcha. I think, right. you know, we all expect the ending to be the heroes get a hold of the gauntlet and restore everything. Right. Maybe yeah. they don't want that out. Maybe they've got a better way, a more creative way of ending this story mm-hmm. than the next one. Right. You know, I mean... Maybe they see that as too much of a cop out. Everybody expects that ending kind of thing. Right. So if you take the gauntlet out of play, play. in the next one, right? You know, you could have some good story, story opportunities story. there. Huh. So I guess, and then like Nebula survives at the end. I guess it's her sole purpose to get Iron Man back to Earth. <laughs> is, that, is that why there are only two left? I mean, yeah, on Titan could be. My thing was too. Um, You've got people surrendering stones to Thanos throughout this movie a couple times. Right. Why doesn't Gamora say, I'll tell you where the stone is if you fix Nebula? You would think with the power of the stone, he could restore her to her regular non-cyborg yeah, right. status. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Doctor Strange say, I will give you this if you don't kill us or something? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels like... Well, of course... They're gonna, you know, try to trick him and give these stones, but why not get something out of it while you're doing it and make him think you're making a real Concession. agreement with him? Right. Well, Doctor Strange apparently knows the one path exactly. that they have yeah. the victory, so uh-huh. he knows that apparently Tony Stark has to be alive uh-huh. for them yeah. to have a chance for that way. one path yeah. to victory. So mm-hmm. he basically made that trade. Yeah. So he did. It's like I yeah. will give you the stone if you keep him alive. Yeah. Right. So, so. Tony or Doctor Strange did. Now you're right. right. Gamora didn't do yeah. that, but mm-hmm. I think she was more intent on just. You know him not getting it period right. no matter what so yeah. right at all cost yeah that was a pretty powerful scene though where 
you know, Thanos has to sacrifice yes. Gamora. So. And by the way, everybody figured that out before Gamora, right? Oh, yeah. She's the last right. one to understand oh, yeah. what's yeah. going what's on. Going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> and, Run. And then we've skipped over on that scene the fact that where was the, where's yeah. the Red Skull yeah. then? Yeah. And, and I was we get so the, happy they yeah. tied that up. Yeah. yeah. That was, I was, I was happy to see that as well and to explain why he couldn't do anything yeah. once he was there and knew where it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it well explained how, how come he couldn't. You know, get the gym. He was just right. basically stuck as a, you know, entity around it. Now, I, I need to know if I misheard this or not. But whenever Thanos walks up to the Red Skull, does he refer to him as the son of Eros? Did I mishear that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't I catch that. I guess yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So of course now in the comics, Eros is Thanos's brother. Right. You know, AKA mentor Star is the Fox. yeah, mentor right. is the brother. But I. Mm-hmm. Or the father, I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Almost certainly heard him say "son of Eros," really? huh. I, and I saw it twice, and I thought it both times. And I talked to somebody, another guy, and he—that's what he thought he heard <laughs> as well. So I was just curious if I just heard that no, incorrectly. I I, yeah, I'm, a lot of that got by me. Yeah, I've only probably, seen it once. I need to rewatch. Yeah, it. I was yeah. probably just too excited to see Red Skull. Skull yeah, yeah right. saying. <laughs> now, didn't was it? What was it in? Because um, that's not necessarily a new thing for. Um, the skull to be in a role like that, right? In the, uh, what was the one original sin storyline? Did you read any of that? Wasn't he a character called the unseen who's in kind of more of like a watcher role? Mm, I don't remember that. I can't remember. Yeah. I think there was, so it's kind of like there, that was oh. kind of a nod, I think to okay. a story. Yeah, it line. seems like it, skull does get in the habit of biting off more than he could chew. Right. You yeah, know, it ends up in bad in, situations like that. Right. Things where he's <laughs> over his head, but it's kind of, Seemed like that was a kind of a nod to yeah, Marvel story. It was nice seeing him, though. I just yeah. assumed we were never going to see that character again, especially when Hugo Weaving said yeah. he had no desire to come right. back. That, that wasn't him. I it mean, wasn't. It, okay. It oh, was it like, wasn't him. No. It sounded like him. I it had was heard very convincing. It sounds like him. I think. I haven't, you know, double checked this order, but somebody told me it's uh, a guy from Walking Dead that was on there. Um, I cannot think of the character's name right now, but I think he's one of the scouts from the town that oh, finds okay. him a couple <laughs> seasons ago and. I'm totally blanking on the character's name right now, oh, but, but that's all right. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought it was him. Uh, yeah, no, it sounds really yeah. good, but oh, yeah, wow. I don't, I don't think it's Hugo Weaving, and I had seen nothing but interviews where he just said he had no interest. Yeah, in I thought he that he had signed off on for that a little bit three movies, but had no interest maybe, in coming back. But, uh, but he'll do yeah. Megatron till you know he croaks. So <laughs> whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, I've decided that I wish that they would have kept Edward Norton on as the Hulk because I am not enjoying Mark Ruffalo oh, really? as Bruce Banner at really? all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Thor, he was, I thought he was awful in Thor Ragnarok and he was absolutely no better in, in infinity war. He's just, he acts like he's confused all the time. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. Right. It's like, what's going on? Why am I here? Who are you? Why is this not working? Why is this not? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I just don't care for his portrayal of Bruce Banner. Banner come off as one yeah. of the greater intellects on the earth. No, right? not at all. So it's <laughs> right. like, yeah, I, they could they could recast him, and and I He'd would be, be I would be okay with that because <laughs> he, he's just been confused since the first Avengers movie. You know, <laughs> I, I like Ruffalo in the role. Uh, my thing with this, and you get a lot of this at the end, is he's in the Hulkbuster armor mm-hmm. for the big fight at the end. You keep getting these shots though of him without the helmet on. And so it's a floating head in a CGI yes, outfit. And it right. looks, looks pretty janky. Yeah, uh-huh. So did Don Cheadle, the War Machine armor. Yeah, I didn't notice it as much in I the Don Cheadle, too. but I really but noticed really Ruffle in the whole We had the same thing. thing with Cyborg in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just like, Ugh, how much money are we dropping on the CG? Like, <laughs> yeah. Thanos looks amazing. Right. And but, why didn't they leave Bruce Banner 
to help Shuri and put like a Dorobalaje yeah. in the armor who would have been a whole heck of a lot more effective as right. a fighter than yeah. what Bruce Banner would have been as a fighter. Right. right. Tripping over everything. Exactly. It was it was a little it was a little silly, I thought. Yeah. Um I did like Whenever the Guardians of the Galaxy finally meet up with Tony Stark, you get that Marvel misunderstanding, oh, and the yeah, good guys yeah. are fighting yeah, each other. I like so right. I, I did, I did like that that you know homage to you know early Marvel comics. Uh, what uh, so I said that my biggest surprise at the end of the movie dying was Star Lord because he can't redeem himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of the characters who the the half that disappear disintegrate at the end, did you were there ones that surprised you the most? Not. I don't think there's none that really surprised me. What surprised me the most is that all the core, all the core original Avengers, none of them, none of them did. Right. But that's that's so we have an Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I, I really, I yeah. really thought for sure since they were splitting this up into two movies, not really whatever. Right. That we would definitely get a movie with the B team Avengers, which we're, right, which we're not getting now mm-hmm. apparently. So. Right. I thought that would definitely be like a cost-saving kind yeah. of measure they would take. Mm-hmm. Well, from a purely jaded standpoint, since we know that right. for some of the core Avengers, yes. it's their last one, right. or you right. know, you almost had to get them in for one more. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't really think that B team Avengers was yeah. going to happen for Infinity War. Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. uh, so no, no, uh, but none of them no, were surprised. Not really. I, I think a lot of people were surprised by you know Black Panther, but to me right. it's like that made a you know, Black Panther, all the Guardians, that made a whole lot of sense. They've got they're working on their own movies coming up. Right. Yeah, Strange is well, working see, on his the next thing, movie. Though, too, it's like this is something I was telling my coworkers mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily into comics. Exactly. These guys all have movies coming out, and you know it. Those movies aren't canceled now because right. they died in yes. Infinity War. Yeah. All these guys are coming back. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about right at the top of the mm-hmm. podcast. Like saying, yeah, I'm used to being around comic book people. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. You're used to being around comics people or people that follow even these movies more closely and the movies that are in development. Right. Because, I mean, the reaction around me in the theater, you know, is just like, you know, like I said, I was surrounded by people I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I ended up going by myself in a packed theater. And, like, whenever it ended with just Thanos sitting there looking over that idyllic scenery, mm-hmm. they're like, what? Yeah. You know, they, so they didn't realize this oh. was the first part of the story. <coughs> yeah. They didn't realize. They're all upset about all this stuff. It's just like, people, you know, Guardians 3 is already in development. Yeah. You know, and Mario 2 is already happening. I was people, a little disappointed you know. we didn't get to be continued on the screen. Yeah. Well, I know it's an Thanos old school kind of thing. Yeah, said Thanos will return. Well, but Avengers you get the, in your post credit scene with Captain Marvel, it's like, you know, Furious, we're calling in the... Was it the right. big gun or yeah. or whatever? So that that to me is an implication yeah. that it's the oh, story yeah. is to be is right. to be continued. So do you think Fury's done? Is, do we know about you well, know with that happening? I, I, he won't be in. I mean, if he's if anybody who right. will be back for the end of the second movie and probably after mm-hmm. the victory, yeah. so they'll probably just be. I would assume for the most part, just shown in a pan around or something like yeah, that. Yeah, would yeah. be my assumption. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, is he supposed to be in Captain Marvel, right? But not. Oh, yeah, that's but it's that in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but like, I don't know. Cause like, again, that's the thing. He signed on to X amount of movies, but right. he's mm-hmm. sat out so many of them now. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. cause yeah, that's supposedly that's it. Like their relationship starts back in the nineties, yeah. mm-hmm. both eyes and all that. Right. Stuff, right. Yeah. And of course you get, you know, Jude Law is Marvel, Marvel and then we get Carol Danvers mm-hmm. coming along and 
And then, and then Wolverine shows up and cuts out Nick Fury's eye. <laughs> <laughs> One blade. Uh, I don't yeah. know about you know who I was surprised to see go at the end, but I was surprised by how good Tom Holland's death scene was. Oh yeah, and I got to yeah. thank people that said they were crying. That I my guess is that's what it was mm-hmm. was him saying I don't want to go. All of see that was the one that was dragged out the longest. Yeah, you know, for sure. For yeah, so I just I that was probably like my least you know impressive of the of the ones to go. Now I guess I you know, there were people gasping whenever Black Panther. Yeah, disintegrates. Uh-huh. You know, right. I, some I heard people, some people were probably there because of Black Panther. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You know? mm-hmm. 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 And I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. <clears throat> what I was surprised about overall about the movie was the lack of introduction of new characters, other than the Black Order. Yeah, you know what I mean. You had that's the a good four, thing though. And there, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh I agree. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I thought we'd see. A, you know, one or two mm. new people. And the other thing that's, I mean, it was a huge movie. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was massive. But after you hear all this build up in this building, there's going to be like 70 some odd Marvel right. characters mm-hmm. in there. But, you know, I'm sure they're all counting the, you know. Yeah. The, all they're counting Heimdall, who was there for yeah. Yeah. Shuri and, and Loki. Counting Shuri, yeah, sure, yeah. counting all these people. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know. It's still. As massive as it was, I don't know if I... How much do you need, Mike? I don't know. I'm greedy. <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> okay, okay, speaking you know. speaking of Shuri, uh-huh. so the implication, implication, I can't say implication, uh-huh. is that she is smarter than Stark and uh, right. uh, Banner uh-huh. because yeah. she thought of something in 30 seconds that right. they didn't think of in, you know, mm-hmm. several years. Right. I guess are they setting her up to? I guess they're setting her up to replace to be the smart one for the, the post Avengers could, right? two to be yeah. the replace well, the Tony Stark. I know there's some rumors going around too of uh, what they do in Spider Man Homecoming, where you know Stark is kind of grooming him, and it's like and giving him that Iron Spider suit. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. do you take out Tony Stark and now Peter Parker is your scientific whiz for mm-hmm. the team? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, I just I don't know that I like the idea. I mean. I, don't, I guess it's obviously the Marvel Cinematic Shuri is different than the comic book Shuri, mm-hmm. but in the comics, you know, Black Panther is, you know, one of the, what, the seven smartest guys in the right, world. Right, and yeah. and uh, it's definitely not the case in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe, that, he that just, maybe he just doesn't brag about it, dude. Yeah. Maybe well, he's just I, keeping I, it to himself. On scientific <laughs> things, he obviously defers to Shuri right, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the movies. Did, so. anybody ever th- did anybody ever think... Uh, did anybody feel like maybe whatever it was she was doing to the vision that she got that done? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I, I felt like no, she would, no. Know. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, no, I, but I feel who like because he gets up before she's finished, doesn't right. he? Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. that had been removed, then you know the Scarlet Witch wouldn't have needed to yeah. have destroyed it. Yeah. And then of course right. Thanos that walks it backwards. Right. Right. You know, since Doctor Strange gave him the. <laughs> Yeah, time Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah when, I, when that scene, I'm like, oh, of course, that's what he's gonna, gonna do. do right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, Post credit scene, we've kind of hinted at it, but we get the you mm-hmm. know Nick Fury and Maria Hill right in Blow New away. York, and all of a sudden they vehicle accident. Nobody in the vehicle because right. half the universe is gone, and then right. of course you know Nick Fury calls in the. Does he does he describe Captain Marvel as the big gun or the something like something that? Something like yeah. that, yeah. But Maria Hill disappears and after Nick Fury, you know, uses gets out a very old looking pager. Uh, <laughs> his ult- his <laughs> ultimate nullifier beeper. Yeah. <laughs> and uh we see the Captain Marvel symbol. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
So I guess we she will be added for Infinity War too. We imagine. would assume, right? Yeah. Would Any speculation so. on what the title is because they still haven't announced it. I kind of figured they would at the end of the movie. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that will return in. Da da da. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have. I, have I do really know. don't. Unless yeah. it's some because they kept saying like I'm sure they want people to be focused on this movie, mm-hmm. but they kept using the line of it's a spoiler for the movie. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like Avengers Resurrection, right. how was that a spoiler for what happens in this? And film? at some right. point, it's going to if they ever announce it, it's going to spoil it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just call it Avengers Infinity Gauntlet or yeah. Avengers or Infinity Se- Crusade, or Secret right. Invasion, which it might be. <laughs> yeah. They're all scrolls. Right. No, yeah. nobody really died. <laughs> yeah, like the real Secret Invasion. Yeah. We, we've mentioned a couple of times about, um, like, especially the Black Panther tie-ins to the Black Mirror uh, uh-huh, TV show. Right. Of course, Wong was also in Black Mirror. He was in the episode with the, the bees. He was, like, one of the detectives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I, for some I reason, I always forget about the bee episode yeah. of that show. <laughs> I don't really like bees, yeah. But uh, I just I, that I don't remember what I saw. It's like, oh, wait a minute. He was in Black Mirror, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a good show. Check it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dick so. Wong. Um, let's see so speaking of Netflix shows I guess there's been some talk about you know will this affect the Marvel Netflix shows oh. which they seem to just oh, kind of yeah. keep Ignore. distancing from yeah. and not really relating to each yeah. other was... I'm really hoping like I think Luke Cage is the next mm-hmm. show maybe season two of that I'm really hoping we see Iron Fist turn to dust and blow away. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he hey, gets, Danny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then whenever he gets comes back, he comes back as a new actor, and that's yeah. how they explain it. Yes, yes, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Oh. Yeah, that that would. I was kind of hoping for at least a mention of those Netflix characters. Yeah, talk about Daredevil. I feel I mean, like I feel like Kevin Feige is over that and wants yeah. nothing to do with the huh. other Marvel stuff other than what he controls. Right. So, but, you know, it was kind of cool when they tie that stuff in. You know, yeah. it definitely adds to the mention, story. You know, it's you just, know. Yeah, Murdoch and those guys. Have I mean, they could have just control, cut to a cameo of, like, Matt Murdock blowing away or something. Right. Dust, yeah. you know. That would have been enough for yeah. me. Yeah. You know? Just show a little street scene or something. Or, yeah. You know, across a rooftop or mm-hmm. whatever, something just to. Right. Like Kingpin in prison mm-hmm. disintegrating or something, <laughs> you know, something. <laughs> right. Punisher's killing people, but they already turned to dust. Uh, yeah, <laughs> still the bullets shooting hit. clouds of ash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bullet explosion is yeah. dust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I, yeah, I don't. I think I That's blew through it. all my notes on it. So. Yeah, I probably think of stuff later. But oh yeah, yeah for sure. It's, it's a good time though. It's yeah, it's overwhelming. Go- it's definitely worth. Yeah, it's exhausting. Oh, yeah. yeah, and here's two here's and a half, thing. two hours and forty minutes long. So it's Something a long like one. Yeah, trailers and stuff. The thing is, when we left the theater, the one we were in, it was dead quiet. Mm. Nobody mm-hmm. was talking at the end of this movie. Right. Like, seriously, I haven't left a theater like that since I saw Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh, yeah. And that's about the Holocaust. <laughs> really? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I haven't been in a theater that dead since then. And mm-hmm. it was like, like I was exhausted after watching this movie. I assume everybody else was, too. Right. Yeah, it was, it was the draining. deal because you know I did see it 3D and IMAX, so mm-hmm. it's you know a little more intense. Yeah. yeah, it was, and I have noticed that people have learned even the masses, you know, the non-comic people. Nobody moved. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody stayed through all. There were a handful of people, people in my left. theater too mm-hmm. that left. Did you? It's like who? It's ten years. Yeah, right. who doesn't know to yeah. stay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I guess they but fear I they can just watch it on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, that could on, be. So yeah. Who knows? I'm not gonna wait through all this. Well, they had. They need to go to the bathroom really bad. Right. Yeah. But I knew going in. That was the only thing I did look up is how many post-credit scenes are uh, on. Yeah, somebody, somebody at work did tell me there was yeah, just no, one. I, just, I wait. I do that at, when the credits first roll. I jump on, 
how many. Okay. And that way, because I don't, I don't look at it before, but it's like I want to know, mm-hmm. verify that there is one. Because yeah. I did get up and leave like during Deadpool, not oh, expecting yeah. there to be a post-credit scene, even though it was a silly one. Right. But mm-hmm. I did, I did leave during Deadpool and missed and missed. There that are one. other genre movies we'll do that with, where mm-hmm. we'll somebody will get it on their phone real quick and see if there's a right. post-credit. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. are we waiting around for anything or not? Yeah, yeah. Or are we just, you know, we were embarrassing ourselves here, just exactly. sitting here as they're waiting to clean up. I tell the you theater. what, though, if you went and saw Kong Skull Island, you better have stayed because oh, that was yeah. a great post-credit great. scene <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. Great, great stuff. We gonna give our grades. Give our grades. So, Mm -hmm. well, okay. I I give it a a very fine, which is what like an eight point oh. I think. Uh, I think one thing about this movie, as great as it was, that if the second one falls flat, that's going to lessen the value of this yeah, one. This, yeah. uh, so it, you I know, can't. I can't see them not sticking the landing after I, this. I, I, I think so as like, well. Mm-hmm. But but it's not a. It's not a. It's not a Black Panther. It's not a Winter Soldier to me. It's a, it's a right. good solid film. I don't need the globals or the the global the you know cosmic you know catastrophe type stuff to right. make a good movie mm-hmm. so i definitely prefer those movies over this one this is still a really, really solid show so mm-hmm. i'd probably give it a very fine plus you know i mean probably a little bit better i mean i think just as a as a movie and everything like that i i mean the russo brothers have been amazing in everything that yeah. they've directed mm-hmm. and to make a movie of this scope and not have it feel bogged down and muddled yeah. and confusing you know what yeah. I mean? I like the way they kind of divide and conquer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think, I just think at a, yeah, I'll give it a VF plus, which would be like, what, a 9? Sounds like 8. an 8.5. 5. 8.5, yeah. yeah. 8.5. So I'd, I'd give it that just because I, w- I was impressed with it, yeah. you know, with the, with the movie itself and the, yeah. the way it delivered and the way it was easy to follow, even yeah. as huge as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie should have been a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, there right. are so many yeah. moving parts. This thing should have been a train yeah. wreck. I'm going to give it a near mint right. because I just I think this is a great experience. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. It just moves right along. There's no fat on this movie. No. I, there, I didn't no. leave the theater being like, they should have cut 20 minutes off this. Right. No, I could go for a longer cut probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But yeah. like, I and just hopefully think, we'll get a direct, nice director's cut yeah. that has a little mm-hmm. bit more. So, you know, who knows? Maybe long term they do a Godfather thing where they put three and four together yeah, in one right. big movie. You know, mm-hmm. you could always do that. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there are movie franchises that have gone way longer than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for telling one big story, I mean, this is pretty much unparalleled in you know cinema mm-hmm. history. Right. Yeah. You know, to have this kind of build up to something and mm-hmm. to just basically flawless. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't had a bomb. Right. Since they've been doing since Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody thought, Iron Man, are you kidding me? What's that gonna be? Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, that was the big surprise. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I kept up to Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, okay, which one's gonna be the one that bombs? Mm-hmm. I'm like, they got a Guardians of the Galaxy movie right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I quit asking that after Guardians. <laughs> right. You know, but to just tell such an overarching story like this and mm-hmm. you know, movies and to get so many like and, and it's not just a nerd thing. Right. Like, you know, mainstream audiences are going to oh, these yeah. movies, you know. For sure. And being emotional about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. people that don't attached to these characters. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I'm sure we're all getting questions from our friends and coworkers mm-hmm. and associates that don't follow this stuff, like, hey, what's going on with this? You right. know, and that kind of thing. One cool side note about it is the first time since the MCU had the movie universe has started with Marvel, I actually had somebody come in and say, I just came out of Infinity War. Is there a comic that's based on? And I was <laughs> right. able to pick up a yes. trade wow. of Infinity Gauntlet and say, there you go. And they yeah. bought it. And mm-hmm. they said, we will be back in to talk about it. There oh, you go. Awesome. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a coworker as well. He'll come and talk to me. He's, he's stopped by two or three times. He keeps coming up with new questions about, <laughs> about what happened in the movie. And, uh, right. Oh, and speaking of which, another character that we 
didn't see. I'm sorry, I'm jumping back to we didn't see yeah. Valkyrie either. Right, yeah. Yeah. That was another yeah. One I thought was so a, that was a yeah. kind of an, an absent character. Was she on the ship with him at the end? I can't remember. <sighs> You know, I saw that movie twice, and I should know, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I, watched I assume the that she, I, she I was. Like I mean, she, she was would, there with Thor. I feel like she, she was, was there at the last shot, wouldn't yeah. she? So I don't know. Yeah, there's there's no telling. Yeah, know, I feel like they are kind of giving themselves an out with some of those Ragnarok characters, like ah, mm-hmm. oh, they died on the ship, or ah, oh, they ran away. Yeah, you know or, what I mean, or something. Or they, you know, we got split into two ships, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or something like that. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards the two ships because then yeah. Thanos could kill off half of them. Like that was kind of his yeah. thing. So, so. Moving on, we done. All right. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like we could talk about this movie oh, yeah, for a whole other podcast. There, okay, right? so <laughs> that we open as a pan across the wreckage right. of the Asgardian ship littered right. with dead bodies as the Maw is a Maw, right? The Maw walks amongst them. Yeah. <laughs> we see and Heimdall. Oh, real, real quick, yeah. were, those, yeah. were those characters introduced in the Infinity miniseries a couple years ago? Is I, that where they're from? I think so. Yeah, they're from yeah. a Hickman. They're, yeah, they're a yeah. Hickman. But yeah, I think it was Infinity. Because yeah. I don't care about any of those characters. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. The one they kind of served their purpose in the The movie. one thing that I heard that was just like a fanboy rumor that I kind of hoped was true was um, I had kind of, I had heard, and it would have made me feel better about the deaths of the Warriors 3 in Ragnarok, mm-hmm. is that Thanos was going to convert those three characters oh. into the Black Order, and that would explain... The big guy was Volstagg. Yeah, right. You know, the other, you know. Oh, that would have been cool. You know, and I was just like, that would have been so cool and made their death mm-hmm. yeah. a little more palatable. Well, yes. maybe when Ragnarok. we resurrect some characters next time, yeah. we'll get a few more you know, back. Because then even the, the female Sith, Sith. You know what yeah. I mean? You yeah. Know, she, yeah, that would have been a cool thing. You know, so I, I heard that. I'm like, oh, that would be really cool. And I would feel right. better about their deaths. Yeah. You know. But no. So anyway, but no. Never mind. <laughs> like Dan said, so, we, could, we could just go on and on about yeah, this. One, yeah, so. for real. But we do want to talk a little bit about uh, about a couple other things, but mostly being a Netflix series, the other two things we're going to talk about. And the first up is uh, Jessica Jones Season 2. Um, to me, Season 1 of Jessica Jones, to me, was a, was a, a better, kind of just jumping right in. But... I will never watch Jessica Jones season one again, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it you don't want to, you don't want to slit your wrists. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it. It was good that the performances were amazing. Yeah. It was solid tenant, but man, every episode of that was like being gut punched repeatedly, you know, to watch <laughs> yeah. that. It was just so grueling to get through. Whereas I did not have that reaction to this season well, of that if i was 15 again listening to the nine inch nails i'd probably watch that season again <laughs> season one yeah, yeah. <laughs> being all emo yeah. and everything like that but well, well i i'm not i i finally figured out that the problem i have with the two seasons of jessica jones mm-hmm. is the main character i do not care for that character at all the, the character or the, or the actress the character okay no okay. i i think Kristen ritter plays that character dead on mm-hmm. i mean i've read the first alias trade i think that she does a spot on jessica jones but i just don't care for the character i think mm-hmm. the characters that are around her are a whole lot more interesting than yeah. the jessica jones character right and for that reason, I've just not been a super big fan. I, when I think about going back and watching season one, it, it would be to see David Tennant as Purple Man, right. not to watch Jessica Jones. Right. And I'm more interested in the backstory of her mother and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that in season two than I am with anything that's going on with Jessica Jones directly. So that's, right. at least for me, that's because yeah. uh, Christian Ritter 
like I said, dude, she's she's spot on. I mean, right. It's, and I have not read any of that, so I have no feeling, you yeah, know, yeah. about that character and her portrayal of it. I, <clears throat> I think she does a good job, but that's all I know. Of yeah, that and I've read a little bit of Bendis's Avengers run, uh, and she's in some of that. But yeah, I've but never at, read Alias. At or, that right. point, though, I mean, in the Avengers run, she's that's she's married to Luke Cage yeah, at that yes. point. So that's yeah, in Alias, that's that predates the right. whole mm-hmm. Luke Cage thing. So she's a she's really really a different character yeah. in the in the Bendis run of Avengers. So right, because um, they actually have a kid right by the yeah, time. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. And Squirrel Girl as a babysitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but so. I know you haven't completely finished it right yeah i think i got three episodes left right but uh yeah i really like it i feel Uh like about the point the first season kind of dips and kind of drags they bring Mm -hmm. in the new element right to that story and it really kept my attention Mm -hmm. yeah just because i haven't finished it doesn't mean it's an indictment of the show i just got other things going on i'm definitely (laughs) i'm definitely getting back to this and finishing it right but yeah about the time you know spoilers about the time the bomb comes really comes Mm -hmm. into the story is really the point in the first season probably where I'd be like eh, okay mm-hmm. we'll watch this because we're watching it you know right. when I finish it's going to have a good ending mm-hmm. so that really kind of kept my attention throughout that right. you know really kind of gave a shot in the arm to that story mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that's, and I, like I said that me that's where it, you know it got like first season struggled for the first few episodes mm-hmm. you know and then it picked up once we really get into purple man and then jessica jones two picked season two picked up when we mm-hmm. start to get into the backstory of course we learned the yeah. we learned the origin of the jacket Right, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> which was a very important thing. Uh, I tell you jacket. what, that's yeah. that's a pet peeve of mine in like genre stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Like last like, ten, fifteen years, mm-hmm. I don't need an origin story for every little thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a jacket's just a jacket. jacket. Right? Who yeah. cares? <laughs> this ain't Indiana Jones hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like ugh. right. Not well, every little thing needs a backstory. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain how little I pay apparently paid attention to season one. So when Netflix, the days season two of Jessica Jones comes out, I jump on Netflix. And I start watching, just hit play, and I'm you know we get a scene with Carrie Ann Moss talking about which, how she hasn't worked with her for a while, blah blah blah. I'm about 20 minutes in, and somebody comes in saying we need help finding this cheerleader. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> so I watched at least 20 minutes of the first episode of season one before I even realized that I wasn't not watching season two. It was just a really long recap. Yeah. You know? And it, it fit right in. I mean, it's like that first episode, the first 20 minutes could have been the second season. You know, it's like, okay, she's going back to Carrie Ann Moss. I, I had forgotten that Carrie Ann Moss was in the first episode of season one. So. Well, I'll tell you what, though. You know, I think the real payoff here is we get a cinematic universe version of The Wizard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought yeah. we'd ever see the wizard in any form? That's crazy. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of unique. I did kind of like that. You know, the I think the backstory is interesting. You know, and yeah, Jessica yeah. Jones is one of the more interesting parts. Yeah, because my, my whole thing was like, when I heard the concept for uh, the season, I'm like, how long are we going to drag this out? Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are we just going to keep going back to this well of like she, her troubled past right. and her trauma? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, this is really engaging. Yeah. yeah. And building they the story really behind right. that, and getting into yeah. the program, how she got how she was, mm-hmm. and there's others out there, yeah. which, you yeah. know, I, I found interesting. Yeah. You know? And they spent a, spent a lot of time on past. Patsy Walker and yeah, and, and I like the character development of her assistant, whose name I can't remember. Oh yeah, no, I can't remember his name uh, either. He's not the, not the weekend. No, yeah, right. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, oh, I had a thought and I I lost it. Oh, and then we I was kind of surprised because we get the. Uh, uh, nuke back yeah. briefly, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was really surprised that they apparently Just kill him off yeah. because I was really expecting maybe season three or four Daredevil to be born again, yeah. uh-huh. and you know 
ideally we would have that character around. Right. Now we don't actually see him dead. Right. But maybe, maybe you know, mm-hmm. the, the implication is that, that he is dead. I guess they could always bring in another person from that program to, yeah. right. to take over that character. I feel mm-hmm. like I saw, going back to comics, I feel like I saw Nuke is going to be in something coming up. Is maybe the new Captain America series or something. I feel like I've seen preview art with Nuke. Yeah. That would make a lot somewhere. of sense yeah. with, with who the writer is going to be, with Tony Hesey yeah. Coates being the writer on Captain America. I can... Definitely see him using that for some social. Oh, but I I'm think with you. I think I've like seen that. some recent artwork with the flag tattoo. Yeah, on I haven't. I haven't face. seen that. Yeah, but I think so. I feel like it was Cap, if anything. Maybe. And that would, and that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. About right. This I really don't either. I mean, it's solid. I did enjoy it more than the first season. Just because it's probably technically not as good, mm-hmm. you know, but. It was more watchable to me because, yeah. you know, it wasn't just as grueling. You know what I mean? And there was a little bit yeah. more interesting to me. You know, it's just like the PTSD and the depression. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jessica Jones is not, you know, happy-go-lucky in this. Yeah. And she and still not, and drinks every, her problems. Yeah, like, not everything fine. needs to be. Right. No, and that's absolutely fine. But it wasn't just constant depression, and, right. you know, and just more mm-hmm. and then all that stuff. And then the, the side story, you know. Well, not really the side story, but the part of Patsy developing yeah. her mm-hmm. her Trish in this, you know, yeah. Walker, yeah. who we know, if you're a comic person, yeah. becomes Hellcat, mm-hmm. character named that, to kind of give her a little bit of a backstory, you know, mm-hmm. see that her making that transition was interesting. Like you said, the thing with the bad P.I. guy, you know what I yeah. mean? The mm-hmm. smarmy P.I. guy and then hiring her guy away from her. Yeah. I, I thought it was I thought it was solid and entertaining. And Is everything. the assistant's name Malcolm? Malcolm. Okay. That's yeah. It. Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that act, yeah, actor too. I know, and I like the love interest guy that they threw in yeah. for Jessica Jones, like the yeah. Hispanic guy that's got the little boy. That was a nice mm-hmm. yeah. little. It just humanized her a little bit. Yeah. And I it's think and again more. the characters around her is what makes yeah. the show interesting for me. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just a enough. side note, pet peeve kind of thing mm. is whenever I see like a painter in a movie. And there's a love scene in paint. Uh-huh. That's never a good idea, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's not practical. Right? Are you are you speaking from experience? The cleanup is going to be more than it's worth. Let's just throw that out there. Don't don't think yeah. that's a romantic fun thing to do. Right? Yeah. I mean, practically, you should probably be using egg tempera paints. Eventually, egg is going to smell. So think it think it through before you do something like that. Okay. Grade it. Grade it. Grade it. Ah. Um. I got a very good plus. Yeah. I got a very good plus, which is about like a five. Yeah. I'll say fine just because I haven't finished it yet. I Mm -hmm. don't know how the ending is. I imagine it's, I would think it's good. I would hope so. It definitely, so far, has kept my attention better Mm -hmm. than the first season has. Right. So we'll see. And the episode where Tenet does show up, of course, was a highlight. Yeah. yeah. It was like she's just tormented by him, and mm -hmm. he's fantastic in the two scenes he has. You know, so. It's still, to me, nowhere near. You know, Daredevil or the Punisher, oh, no. but it's no. definitely better than Iron Fist yes, and, right. and Defenders. It's about the same as Luke Cage yeah, to me. Yeah, so probably, um, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm looking. For, I, I kind of hope there would be some more Luke Cage in here. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, like I like that they're like all. Well, when, when you when you rewatch Episode One and she's following Luke Cage again, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I assume they the shows want enough freedom to do their own thing with the characters and stuff. But, you know, these guys all live within 10 blocks of each other, yeah. it seems yeah. like. So you'd yeah. think they'd run into them down at the corner yeah, market or something. Think, you would think so. <laughs> all right. So next up, again, you know, as Dan corrected me, it is a comic-related thing. But uh, 
the other thing we'd like to talk about a little bit tonight, and this one I don't believe Scott has quite I'm through yet. nine out of ten, but it will spoiler this one as well. It's oh. not a problem. So, <laughs> so what we're talking about here is the uh, Netflix's reboot of the classic uh, sci-fi um, 1960s series Lost in Space. Um, to me, jumping right in, I'm probably the only guy here just my age, that has any attachment at all to the first, to the original material. I don't know if you watched any of it in I've reruns or I've anything. seen a little bit in reruns, but mm -hmm. I do not, I don't know that I've ever seen a complete episode of the original gotcha. series, and I do not have any loyalty to the original yeah. mm -hmm. series either. So Right. Well, the, the original Lost in Space back in, I don't know, the mid-60s, you know, was a part of, you know, TV was dominated, especially sci-fi adventure TV is dominated by Irwin Allen, who did yeah. Lost in Space, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Land of the Giants, blah, 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 all this stuff, you know, is all this genre stuff that he did. And I did watch quite a bit of it, um, but um, straight, I really, really enjoyed this. I mean, I don't know how to get fancy about getting into this, but I really enjoyed the Lost in Space remake. I appreciate the... Uh, the world building, I liked the fact, to me, again, having a little bit more attachment to the original show, I liked the fact that they kept the bones of the concept of the show. You know, mm. I mean, there were things they didn't throw anything out the window. They actually explained a few things that I kind of wondered as a kid, you know, or mm. even as, you know, growing up and looking back. It's like, <coughs> I wonder why that is. So I thought they did a really good job. I think, uh, like Dan and I have discussed, it's just like there's nothing really groundbreaking or edgy, you know, like we're used to with the Netflix stuff mm -hmm. about it. But it's just good sci-fi adventure. Yeah. And it's a little, quite a bit more family friendly, you know. You know, I mean, I could sit down and watch this, you know, not, maybe not with teeny tiny kids, you know, or anything right. like that. But I mean, but I could watch this with, you know, you know, kids 10 or so like that, maybe. I, I would younger. think so. It, it's a shame. I mean, they, they could... I think literally remove five words from the yes. 10 episodes and this could be TVG or TVPG. Right. Know? Yeah. Probably PG, maybe not G just because of the action scenes. Right. Stuff, but but it absolutely themes. could be TVPG. Mm -hmm. So, right. yeah. Yeah. There's very little in it, you know, as far as violence, you know, no sexual stuff at all. No. And, you know, just a little bit of language. Mm, you very know little. I mean? yeah. yeah. So either one of you thoughts. Yeah, like I've, I've got no connection to the original show, and the people I used to tweet with on MeTV will probably take offense to this because I know that was part of the lineup was the old show. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't it? Was it on the same time as Batman originally? Uh, I've heard that before. Again, I wasn't there, yeah, so I don't know. Really, yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's that. But um, yeah, I've never seen an episode of the old show. I mm -hmm. really like the old school robot design. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that was the thing. That's so I, iconic, yeah. Yeah, I we saw. used multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I think my only other exposure was a model you, kit you showed me right, on the yeah. ship with all these lights and stuff. It looked really cool. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, I, I never even saw the movie that came out, like the late 90s or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like I had no interest in this going in. I saw that trailer they did. I was like, that's the robot. Right. Like, really? That's what we're doing with this? And I was like, I wasn't impressed by the trailer because you were going on about it. Yeah. And I checked yeah. it out. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you but, lost respect for me? Though, no. I, I mean, there'd have to be some. Right. But no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like, what got me interested in the show was the backlash. Oh, uh -huh. I saw online people were flipping out about this, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's kind of what I saw with the Orville show on Fox. Was some fans being like, "This is a tr an atrocity, right? How could you make this? It's terrible." And some people are like, "I love this." Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And I really liked it. Yeah. You know, and again, it's not edgy. Not everything needs to be. Exactly. You know, I think, you know, it's almost like Fantastic Four with that. (laughs) Right. You know, and that's a criticism I hear of that comic in general is like it's not edgy it's like it doesn't need to be exactly you know it needs to be crazy stories Mm -hmm. you know in a family and stuff like that right it doesn't have to be not everything has to be high concept you know out there and everything i know scott has a lesser opinion well i don't have any loyalty to the original show either so Mm -hmm. that that in the movie the movie they did a few several years ago which you could also watch on netflix now yeah um it was it was just okay i mean it was kind of like a a sci-fi but to me the the series was just basically a disaster of the week story right it's kind of what i take it as it's Mm -hmm. a disaster of the week on a different planet so you know oh we have our crash landing oh our ship is flooding oh our you know our daughter is stuck in ice oh (laughs) we have we've got this incredibly giant storm we've got to outrace oh we're trapped in a tar pit Mm -hmm. it's it's just a every single episode is a new disaster that they have to kind of to have to kind of get out of so and i i'm to me so i'm not a I don't not care too much for disaster movies. So right. that to me, it feels like a disaster movie set in a sci-fi universe. And so it, it just doesn't do a whole lot for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think there are, there's, and it, to me, it's not the fact that it's not, you know, high concept or, or not, you know, mature enough or whatever. It's just, I think there's better science fiction out there, a significantly oh, better science fiction sure. out there. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, my, you know, like my top show that. right now is like the expanse on sci-fi. And that's, I mean, if you're going to get one sci-fi show, that's the sci-fi show that you should probably be watching on, on TV right now. I mean, the acting's okay. It, none of the actors really stand out to me mm-hmm. at all. Um, so yeah, I, it's just okay. It's just okay. Right. It's it's okay. Right. I don't regret having watched it, and I'm gonna watch the <laughs> you don't last want those episodes. 10 hours back, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, and I'm gonna watch the last episode. And and mm-hmm. you know, if they do a second season, I think I, I think they've already greenlighted a second oh, have season. They? I, I, I don't know. I thought that I heard that, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it, it's you know, it's something that I'm sitting down and watching with my wife, and and we're you know, we we still have the tenth episode. That's the reason why I haven't binged it all mm-hmm. in a single day is because right. we're watching it together. It's something that we both can sit down, and she seems to enjoy it more than I do. Oh, good. So. Yeah. Um, well, which yeah. wouldn't take a whole lot, right? But, <laughs> Apparently, but you know, whenever yeah. I said we were on the last episode, she was almost she almost sounded disappointed. So, mm-hmm. well, that's uh, the thing too. Like as I was going through it, I didn't realize it was only ten. I assumed it right. was twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. like a regular Netflix show. It's probably a budget thing, if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. But what you say about the disaster stuff—that's one of the things I really enjoyed about Me too. it. Too. Where <laughs> it's just like everything on this planet is trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, geez, come me, on. I guess but, it's maybe sentimentally. That's what the show was yeah. in the 60s. You know okay. what I mean? It's yeah. just like Star Trek was. You know, it's just like different thing every week. You know, yeah. something bad happening. Well, yeah. I do like, too, where it's a sci-fi show where it's not, this is a Class M planet. We're cool. Everything's it's fine fun. when we yeah. land on here. Right. You know, yeah. it is like, it's a new environment. It's another planet. How do um, you, you know, survive on this? Mm-hmm. You know, was it Emeralds Raining in that one episode? Yeah, is that what that was? Coming out like the slicing well, them? Was, I thought it was the equivalent of like diamonds or some type yeah, of yeah. metal. Yeah, because I know they yeah. said the sand was made out of diamonds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it may so. even be diamonds. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, you know, they talk and about like the tar pit scene mm-hmm. and yes. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The quicksand, well, yeah. All that. And they oh, explained yeah. that with the sun's, you know, the orbit of the planet. It's because it's being sucked into a black hole by the sun, and that's what's causing all this stuff to change so rapidly yeah. and mm-hmm. but uh but yeah but i mean these three episodes were three times they had a plan to get off the planet and then that plan falls through so they have yeah. another plan to get off the planet and that plan falls right. through and then we got finally so i'm on the one where we <laughs> apparently because we're down to one episode left so i assume they're getting off because they got to get off because the planet's going to be destroyed All so right. uh, yeah but yeah but no it, uh, i liked one of some things i liked like i said they kept the bones of the original series mm-hmm. i like the fact that two you know i think everybody's seen this you know um 
did you realize that the guy that was the original, that was the Dr. Smith that she killed and took his place, that was Bill Mooney, yeah. was that actor, and that was a guy oh, that played yeah, Will Robinson on the yeah, original series. The thing is, too, in that scene where uh-huh. they show him taking his ID badge, you don't see him, and uh-huh. then he turns, uh-huh. and I was like, that's oh, Bill Mooney. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's very yeah. cool. I did appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah. I liked that. That's I liked... the other thing, too. Do you feel like there were a lot of Easter eggs to the original show? Because I wouldn't have I... picked up on them, but it seems like there's I think plenty there of opportunities. A lot of, that's why I'm, watch- I'm actually watching it again right okay. now, you know, just to kind of see if there's anything I missed, because I, I was being a little bit more critical you know going into it and everything mm-hmm. so now this time i'm like okay i know i like this let's see what i missed right mm-hmm. and like i said i like expanding what they do expanding you know because before you know like you know the the original series was the you know the perfect family and the puritanical mm-hmm. morals you know and everybody's mm-hmm. virtuous and good and you know of course they're gonna knock that down and I, yeah. that just doesn't play well these right. days you know so they gave these characters more of a backstory and everything and again too we were in you know the cold war at the time that was mm-hmm. on so really what the motivation for at that time was just like not because earth's become uninhabitable which i kind of like the way they tied that all up it's not be, but it's just the space race we're going to beat right. those ruskies out into <coughs> space and find a planet you know what i mean so that's why that was happening mm-hmm. and then dr smith in the original was just a saboteur paid by one of the competing nations oh, yeah. to mess up their mission and you know so and again you know for t- the science fiction of the time it was actually it kind of the original ran for three seasons it kind of deteriorated over time where Morris, you know dr smith was just the the comic relief he started out yeah, pretty yeah. sinister he just became a goofy comic relief and then they kind of brought him around for the end of it but you know i mean for the time you know the science that they put into because you know it was the robot in the original that caused everything to go haywire. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because Pro- Smith had programmed the robot to go on this rampage and destroy a lot of their interior mm-hmm. systems. But he wasn't supposed to be on the ship. He was supposed to get off. But something happened. He got knocked out when all this was going on. And it was actually Dr. Smith's unaccounted, unexpected extra weight on the ship that caused him to go off course. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, they made an attempt <laughs> to right. make, it, make scientific it scientific yeah, back yeah. in the day. For the 60s. Yeah, you know, for TV the 60s. Yeah, for the 60s. 60s. For 60s. So they tried to do that. So I liked the fact that they kept the, you know, kept the robot is the cause of this, right. you know, and all this other <clears> stuff. And, you know, again, I mentioned this today, you know, kind of chased that a little bit. But the one thing I had a little bit of trouble with, and I don't, I don't like to be, I really, I couldn't figure out Dr. Smith's motivation in this. I mean, other than just blatant self-preservation at any cost, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, and then she's just like she's doing this stuff. It's just like why, and she just kind of doesn't seem very good at it, right? You know, it's like she seems. Yeah, you like think she the, would be more skilled at manipulating people? Right. I mean, she is still pretty good at it, but yeah. you assume from the, her backstory they give you that she's been doing this her entire life, right? Yeah. You and know it what just I mean? all seems a little random. And it's just like I'm going to do this because. But it's bad. again, again, if she were super skilled at this, they'd all be dead. Yeah, she'd right, have to ship to true. herself mm-hmm. with the robot, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and the other thing is just like uh, I know one of the most divisive things that I've heard about the show is part. Parker Posey in that role. Not only mm-hmm. the character, because like people were like, Doctor Smith was weird and caused trouble, but he wasn't a psychotic. You know, okay though, in 2018 though, That's he's got to be more sinister. The oh, character yeah. has to be has more, to sinister. more sinister. That doesn't play anymore. Exactly. You know, you're not yeah. going to have that. I, That's just. Mm-hmm. I was watching Netflix, and when we were eating supper at my house, we used to just turn on like either The Office or Parks and Rec, and just happened to see the Parks and Rec episode where Parker Posey was was on that as well. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. 
there she there's is. Nice. I wonder what she's been doing since, you know, <laughs> right. the last time I but saw her in a movie. She's kind of so, always right. been one of those actresses that was kind of like always over the top and her performances yeah. were weird mm-hmm. and quirky. So this follows in that, but I don't know. I just kind of, I, I'm watching it again too with more of an eye towards that character because even after watching it the first, I never, I couldn't figure out if I liked her in that part or not. Yeah, you know what I'm, I mean. I, it, I understand that. I completely understand what you're saying. And that's you know, when I've heard people talking. That's one of the big criticisms is yeah. her. It's like why didn't she was just annoying. She yeah, that's kind of how I was had. had yeah, to just to the me. way she played it just was mm-hmm. really weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that, but right. it's just like I don't know if I liked the way she did it. You know, I I, mean? I, I liked her in that role. Uh, I feel like. I think there's a lot of story opportunities there for the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like she's an evil character, but like, especially the situation they end up with at the end, it's like you have to have her in a position where they can't just throw her out the airlock, right? Just, or you just know leave I mean? her on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's got you have to see why they would keep her around, yes. kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that was one of the things about the original series. You just like just kill him, yeah. the problem will be over. It's right. like Batman and the Joker. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Just kill the Doctor Smith. He's the right. whole cause of all these problems. So yeah, but yeah, you got to keep her around. That's a good point. <laughs> all right. So as far as a grade. It's probably going to make me revise my grade for Infinity War because there's no <laughs> way I can put this at the same grade as Infinity War. You know, it's totally different things. Yep. But so, you know, I'll probably put this at a very fine. You know what I mean? It's, But, again, that makes me feel like I have to rate Infinity War higher, you know. But uh, I can't really compare apples and oranges, I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm very good plus on this one, again. it's I don't regret having watched it, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know that I'd watch it again and and you know going back i think i i think i rated uh like the punisher series as like an eight five would mm-hmm. be fine plus and it's like i'd probably if i had to choose between you know watching infinity war or watching the punisher if i could only watch one again the rest of my life i would probably take the punisher over infinity war well yeah it's so, longer well it's more content yeah. <laughs> and it's you know it's <laughs> yeah I, I just you know i mean just so yeah it's a complete story yeah. So, right but, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. Uh, I'd probably go very fine on this. I had I had very low expectations for this, and so mm-hmm. I was really surprised by how good it was, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, you know, I'll recommend this to people. This will be one of those things where I'll probably get in arguments with people over it from now on. <laughs> it's a sci-fi thing that seems divisive, yeah. and I'm, you know, on one side of it now. So, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it, and again, I have no attachment to this property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they do. You know, they're doing a second season. I'll definitely watch it. You know. Right. Oh, and uh, I did appreciate that the robot was a guy in a suit at certain points. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some scenes like to the, the character, mm-hmm. but there is yeah. a guy right. in a suit walking around. So I appreciate that, even though somebody's been playing Mass Effect. Right. Because <laughs> a lot of these designs are very similar to Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, I guess th- that do it for yeah, this review episode. Yeah. Well, before we go out, probably just mentioned again that uh, Campus Comics and Berg Comics are going to be at Superman right. Celebration mm-hmm. in Metropolis, Illinois, June 8th, 9th, and 10th. So if you are in the Metropolis area, stop by. We'll be in a building located next to Thor's Gym on the main street in uh, Metropolis on those days. And uh, also during the Superman Celebration, they have returning artists Alex uh, Saviuk, uh, Art Balthazar, and Jim Hall, there's a couple of other artists, but those are the three bigger names, at least in, in my mind, that are going to be there. they got a lot of TV and, and uh, movie personalities that are there. Yeah, Probably is, is re- Brandon Ralph? Brandon yeah, Ralph is going to be there. Is, to me, he's the only one that is worth mentioning. And for whatever reason... Even though it's a Superman celebration, like many years ago, and I probably shouldn't take the time to, and I probably told this story on here before, <laughs> but 
there was the producer for Superman two was there, <laughs> and the in in the same building was Carmine Infantino, mm-hmm. and there was a line going out this door and around the block for people to talk to the producer of Superman two, and there was one person at Carmine Infantino's oh table and the it's travesty. Like, yeah, so it's just like. People just don't understand who it is that they're talking to. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy's the producer's big thing is he's the guy that fired Richard Donner from right. Superman Two. You mm-hmm. know, that's his claim to fame. Um, whereas you have one of the big movers and oh, shakers yeah. of the of the DC. Universe. He's Silver the guy Age. that got Jack Kirby to DC Comics. Mm-hmm. So um, it mean, was he redesigned. He gave Batman the yellow emblem on his chest. You yeah. know, he, he gave, created uh, Barry, Allen. Yeah, Barry Allen. Barry Allen, yeah, Barry Showcase Allen Four. Flash. So yeah, um, so definitely having you know having said that, I was there that year. I met Car- I met both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I did try to go up to Carmen Infantino with a bunch of books that he was too busy. He said two. Guess <laughs> I. So, well, when I when I was there, I was. I mean, I walked straight up to him, got a picture with him, had him sign a book. He was the reason why I started getting a sketchbook at conventions. I oh, left. Yeah. I left there, and it's like, why did I not get a sketch from him? Because right. I am. I'm never going to see him any place right. again, and, yeah. and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, I started getting a sketchbook and getting sketches yeah. from artists and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that at conventions. And there such, was a good so. Q and A with him there too, and he kind of talked about some of the behind the scenes of DC back in the day. And I remember he commented that uh, Bob Kane would take credit for creating Jesus yes. <laughs> because, uh, before that whole situation was resolved. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So yeah. Right. So anyway, see Campus there. Comics and and Bird Comics at uh, and uh, and Dan's going to be there as well. Yeah, right? there too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that's, that's, I'm sure that's 8th, a draw. 9th, June 8th, 9th, and 10th. Yeah, the 40th annual, right? Yep. Celebration. Yeah. 40th yes. annual. So for Superman's 80th. Yeah. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. There you go. So it's a year. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this supplemental episode, the review episode of Campus Comics Cast, and hope you enjoyed it. You know. This is Mike, at the, the owner-operator here at Campus Comics, and uh, be f- feel free to contact me. Uh, phone number here is 618-457-6011. Uh, like the page on Facebook, just Campus Comics on Facebook. Um, 816 East Main Street here in Carbondale, right on Main Street. Stop in and see us. Uh, talk If you have your opinions about these movies, stop in on Saturday and talk to Dan and me about them. You know, we'd love to have those conversations with you people too. See what you thought about these things that you, if you've seen them. Uh, Scott Scott Reed, BergComics.com, B-U-R-G. You can also find me on Facebook. Just search for Berg Comics. Information about a convention coming up in August in Harrisburg, Illinois, as well. And Dan Brown, you can find me online at Detective Six Five One on my Twitter, WordPress, and DeviantArt, and here most Saturdays at the store. All right. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.